Hello there. You are listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. Today on the podcast, you have both Rachel and myself, Dr. Shannon here today, and we're having another wonderful conversation. Um, let's see this conversation. We're doing video again, and we, we're starting to do video um, a little bit more because we have some thoughts and things for 2023. But what's funny is we've done this for so long without video that like I have these movements and things that I, I do when I'm coming up <laughs> with <laughs> the intro to the show that I don't know that they need to be recorded. But here we Just are because I get into Just the zone and I don't look at anything. Get so in your zone. This is fun. <laughs> do it. Be yourself. Let it shine. But I love it all. Welcome to the show show we're a hot mess today no both rachel and i are here today so doula rachel here dr shannon we're the host of the show and this one again conversation that we're having but it's it's very loosely based on an article that we read if you can call like a few paragraphs an article but this (laughs) is the theme is holding two truths at once like two things can be true at the same time And so I'm going to leave that hanging for a little bit because this is inspired by um, Pathways to Family Wellness article. So Pathways to Family Wellness, it's a chiropractic-based magazine from the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And there was an article in it maybe several years ago, and it was called Birth Pause. Um, But Rachel and I are taking it, we're going to take it deeper today because, and she had this idea for it, the holding to two truths at once and what that means and things can be joyful and difficult and things can be fun and painful and it doesn't even have to be like the polar opposites of two different thoughts and emotions it can just be on two different spectrums i guess as well too so this applies to birth and we're going to talk about that today as well but i i mean this also applies to life as well too and motherhood really and i think grasping this i I remember an aha moment when i had where i was like oh this is totally true like i can live in this world where this is hard and fun like instead of fighting it so much and always trying to have it be the good the best the perfect the all of that so That's what we're going to talk about today. Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. We are so glad you are here. I'm Dr. Shannon, a prenatal chiropractor. And I'm Rachel, a birth doula and childbirth educator, and we are the team behind the Aligned Birth Podcast. Between us, we have experienced a cesarean birth, a VBAC, hospital births, and a home birth. Our personal experiences led us to where we are today. We share a lot in common. We are friends from high school who reconnected through our work. We both changed career paths after the births of our own children. We light up when talking about health and birth, and we are both moms to two young boys. This podcast was created to share conversations and interviews about topics from pregnancy and birth to motherhood and the importance of a healthy body and mind through it all. Our goal is to bring you fun, interesting, and helpful conversations that excite you and make you want to learn more. We believe that when you are aligned in body, mind, and your intuition, you can conquer anything. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) 
Hi, Dr. That's Shannon. That's how I do my intros. It's a Girl, <laughs> No, you're not. I love it. Well, and it is a bit of an ambiguous topic, I mm-hmm. think. I think it it resonates so deeply with me. And I was trying to put myself back in early days, newly postpartum with my first, because I think that's when I either read it somewhere or someone shared it with me, this the the fact that two things or more than that can be true at the same time of like, and that's when I felt it more than I felt it during pregnancy or birth. It was in those mm-hmm. early days as a new mom struggling with breastfeeding, struggling with sleep, like mm-hmm. all these things. And it was this reality realization that I was equally feeling a tremendous amount of joy and appreciation and gratitude for what I had, but also felt stress and fear and uncertainty and, you know, sadness, Mm -hmm. frustration, like, you know, and so it was just like, okay, and then it would ebb and flow. It would be, you know, maybe one part of the day felt one way and another part of the day would be another way. And so just flowing with it, just embracing instead of trying to control it or be rigid it's like no because i like you were saying like instead of trying for it to always be mm-hmm. one way and trying to be positive or trying to be perfect or trying to have things go in order to what you want being fluid with it striving for what you want and like keeping that in your forefront but flowing with it and being generous with those expectations Yeah. Yeah. And patient and having realistic expectations and, and kind of when I could get my head around that, it felt like, it felt like I could do anything Mm -hmm. and it helped ease the burden of those early days of motherhood. And I try and impart that on all the birthing people I work with in pregnancy to prepare them for birth and for what's to come after and beyond and, you know, I just think when, when we, cause I think a lot of times people will dismiss their struggles or their hardships or their stressors and all, and say, well, someone else has it harder or someone else is going through a hard thing or, oh, but I love my kids or, oh, you know, I'm so happy, but, mm-hmm. but it's like, they have to justify it. And so saying, you know, both of these things are true. And so we try and validate that because, you know, we'll get in with conversation with our clients and maybe they go through a venting session and then, and then they'll be like, but I'm fine. <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Fine. Like, We're well, all it doesn't from have friends. to be, yeah. you know, and we know you love your child. We know you're excited to have a baby. We know you love your family or your husband and we know, but also like you're having a hard time. So don't mm-hmm. dismiss it because then you can't really feel it. And when you don't really have a chance to feel what you're feeling, you can't like get through it mm-hmm. and you're just stuffing it down. Cause mm-hmm. I think some of the positive mindset stuff that exists is that if you, if you only think positive thoughts or you only think and do these certain things, you'll be okay. And that is beneficial. We know that there's beneficial like benefits to like the positive attitude mindset. However, if we don't give any room for how you actually really might be feeling and validating that, then I don't think it's actually moving you forward. I don't it's think it's toxic. actual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And that's, there's that fine line, but 
and I always like to, even with my like hormonal kids, I'm always like, okay, let's, let's acknowledge these thoughts and feelings, you know, like we're not always gonna be the best, have the best, have the best day. Like it's not always going to be like that. sunshine and rainbows. Right. But, and it's, and it's okay to be like, okay, I'm acknowledging this. I'm feeling this and it is okay. And I also like the aspect of like, I don't necessarily want to stay in this, you know, this funk, but also acknowledging it. I think sometimes we don't. I think it's so powerful to, try to acknowledge push. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. so powerful. I'm, I have the same conversation with my kids. And if I'm mm-hmm. experiencing a mood or a frustration or, or an emotion, and sometimes they might perceive it in like a, like I'm mad at them or something. And I'm always like, well, mm-hmm. no, like if I'm, feeling a certain way. Like I'm like, two things are true. I love you more than anything in this world. And I'm also having a hard time today. Like mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I do that with my kids too. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it, or it's, you know, it's and so day. not to dismiss it and then I'm not going to punish them for any, like, I'm like, these things are true. And then try and give them that space too. So that they life. can have a they tough day as well. That way, right. I can have it. They can have a tough day. I, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's saying that. And when you see it that way, there's no indictment. There's no punishment. There's no just like shame. Guilt. Shame. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no shame. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I in, the, in our show notes, I even mentioned Brene Brown, who I think, you know, obviously is like big researcher into the aspects of like mm-hmm. shame. That's what I think of her as, is really like debunking all of that. But I too feel like, uh, this resonated more with me, the holding two truths at once, even though the article is called the birth pause as far as what our inspiration for this, mm-hmm. but the holding two truths and the like that, that hits more home with postpartum for me yes. as yes. well than, yes. and I don't know if it's just because everybody you expect birth to be painful but maybe not everybody expected postpartum like you don't know what to expect i, I mean you don't know what to expect percent right maybe there's something with you know i've done a lot of work on expectations <laughs> um and my thoughts on those and and things but it, maybe that's part of where you get to the point you're crying in the bathroom and you're like i wasn't expecting this you know <laughs> but right it's I feel like it's an important conversation though um because it is um not that it's normal but it's it's okay to feel those things you know mm-hmm. and to feel both aspects of the thought and feeling um spectrum so to yeah speak. and I think with birth you have to and this is some of the things that this article in the Pathways to Family Wellness magazine that we're talking about, the birth pause, the, a lot of people focus on the external environment that they are preparing. It's the provider, it's the birth location, it's the essential oils, it's the comfy robe, it's the, I can't think of another good example, but like all the things that are happening outside of them, which we speak to all of those things and we know those all have incremental value, but what's really important is the internal work that has to happen during pregnancy. And I feel very strongly that my path on my first pregnancy, where I was so thankful to be exposed to, to books and resources and childbirth education and doula support that laid the foundation for the internal work 
for me to get through that first birth and then navigate my first postpartum. Um, it was not easy, but I, with like that, with the practice and the information and the resources about like why it matters that how you're feeling on the inside makes a difference for actually how you experience because all those things that you're setting up externally are, are sometimes unpredictable or aren't always going to be there or they're temporary or they're finite. Um, but how you, what, how you feel as you're going through that process matters and that's what's going to actually get you through it. And so understanding that like that takes effort and intentionality and that if we're just dismissing it and saying how I feel about this doesn't matter or, or, you know, if X, Y, and Z happens, then I'll be good. It's like, no, it's really how you feel as you're getting, as you're going through the whole process that matters. Um, And so it's just being in touch with that and giving yourself space to feel what you're going to feel as you're preparing for your birth. And that's where we try and tap in to like fears and anxieties and, you know, struggles and, and all of that. So that when they're in the hardest part of labor, they can tap into their, their innate wisdom and strength that they already have, but some people just need some help kind of digging it out. Figuring it out. I know. Well, boom, mic drop. We're done with the episode. That <laughs> okay. was great. All no, right. this has been like, that, was the qu- that was the uh, the line from the article that I was going to share too. Like that, as oh, soon yeah. as you started, I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. No, that's, that is, um, that is it. And I, and that's again, too, going back to parenthood, this is something I work with my kids. I'm like, you are in charge of your own happiness. Like it, it really can't be anything that is based on external, external. aspects of things because there mm-hmm. is no guarantee, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think when you can think like that, because what is the actual, I want to, I want to read it. Depending only upon external conditions can be risky. A particular environment or circumstance can only take us so far. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful way to think of you got to put in that internal work. And then you even shifting it to putting that internal work during your birth sets the stage for postpartum. Because mm-hmm. I even asked my moms when in the office, you know, have we thought about postpartum? You know, have we, what are your plans and thoughts and goals? Um, just some sort of thought to it. How can you support yourself? But when you can start in that birthing process to set you up, for postpartum because my two postpartums were vastly different yeah but i think partly because my two births were vastly different mm-hmm. and my two uh, maybe my expectations of going into birth were vastly different and and so i felt like i was like whoa i had both you know extremes of the spectrum on that and i think it really could come down to that birth prep in preparation for the postpartum. Well, yeah, well, because with birth prep, again, like we're birth, me and my team are birth doulas for the most part. And we have one postpartum doula, but like people, we spend a lot of time talking to clients during pregnancy, preparing for the actual birth, but it never fails that we in our meetings will gravitate towards because we understand, we personally understand and what we see with our clients understand how massive the postpartum phase is and birth is huge too birth makes can last and stay with you for a lifetime i wouldn't be a birth doula if i didn't feel like it mattered like how that experience goes um but that's just like step one 
Mm-hmm. That's not the end. Whereas a lot of people see that as the end. It's like, nope, that's just the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And how you prepare for that birth is what sets the stage for the postpartum, like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's that like firm, but flexible, being open and learning and and seeking support, doing some research, advocating for yourself, and then tuning inward. How do I feel through this process? That's how we prepare for a meaningful birth. So why not prepare for postpartum in that way? Mm-hmm. Like it never fails. It's like, you know, we see the look in our clients. I we're like, well, have you thought about your, your support system for postpartum? And they're always like a little bit mm-hmm. doe eyed or, you know, like, no, because I've been working on the birth. I'm just focusing on. Right. Yeah. And that's and it makes sense. Real. Yes. Cause that's, that the makes sense. That's the, that's the absolute up. thing that, you know, has to happen. And that's the next mm-hmm. big thing you have to overcome. And so we start trying to drip it in, mm-hmm. you know, while also preparing for a meaningful birth of, of the challenges uh-huh. of postpartum and the reality of the postpartum. Mm-hmm. And that for most people, no matter how their birth goes, the postpartum takes them by surprise in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to instill this, this two truths thing of it will be hard and you will love and have more joy than you ever imagined. Or you might have moments where you have no love and no joy. And that's okay. Like it will pass. You have to like just keep moving forward and seek the help, seek the support, have a support system. And you've got to get that in place before the birth. Because mm-hmm. you don't know really how you're going to feel or how what's going to happen. And so, you know, whether it be a mental health counselor, a postpartum doula, your your mom, your sisters, your aunts, your close friends, like who? And that's like Hannah does this in her postpartum class because some people are like, oh, I've got I've got friends or I've I've got my mother-in-law or I've got a sister. And it's like, okay, but have you like sat down and talked to them about like right. how Do they, they can know? actually help? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And if everyone's just bringing you a frozen lasagna, that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so trying to start preparing them for that and then kind of painting that picture of like, there'll be sleepless nights, your hormones are balancing, you're going to be one moment weepy and one moment so, so happy. And that'll feel weird because it's really highs and really lows all in like the span of a a few hours. It can be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so normalizing some of those things and then and then trying to help people be proactive with getting help getting and help. that i think people visualize their baby as as the sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and then they're like oh my gosh they cry a lot and they mm-hmm. have they poop a lot and they need i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> a lot right like you cared for your baby for 10 months by just uh-huh. like existing uh-huh. and like gave them all their nourishment, gave them all the blood, gave them everything they needed for 10 months without really like doing. And now they're out and they still need all of those things. <laughs> yes. And, and you're recovering and yet you're still supposed to provide. Oh yeah. That's the other thing too, <laughs> is prioritizing self-care. And so um, just trying to paint that realistic picture. And yeah. the, the two truths thing comes up a lot for me when talking about postpartum and motherhood. And I came into that idea when I was newly postpartum and it was a game changer. No, I, um, I know I did a, uh, well, not that I did good or bad. I don't, I don't mean it like that, no. but I feel like that second postpartum was better than that first mm-hmm. for me. But Same. then I even wrote an article 
I don't know, this was a while ago for Shout Out Atlanta. And it was, I don't remember the question that they asked because they do stuff about, you know, like, what do you do and all those type of things. But then I feel like the question was really good. I can't remember what the question was, but I remember, or like, I think it's balancing. It was something along balancing like motherhood and work and that type of thing. Oh, there's no balance. And and so that was kind <laughs> of the the answer that I had. But then there's like the ebb and flow. And I think it fits well with this because the balance um, doesn't mean like, it's not 50 50 it's not right. even so the balance on some days is like 80 20 you know mm-hmm. i've got 20 someone else can you help me pick up the 80 mm-hmm. or you know 90 10 like that it changes and mm-hmm. that it's okay and that then the, the and then the other aspect came into as far as like the seasons of motherhood and understanding where you're at and acknowledging where you're at and that season doesn't last forever but it's okay to have those rough seasons and it's okay to um, have those issues, but it doesn't last forever, so to speak. Right. Well, yeah, when we have like, like if I could like let people see what two weeks looks like postpartum versus six weeks postpartum versus 12 weeks postpartum versus six months, like, mm-hmm. By the time like six months, like it's you start That's even like before three then. different four different seasons of motherhood. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like at two weeks, there's like no light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel. It's mm-hmm. like it's a blur. It's about to peak at like how hard it really is. Mm-hmm. Like and there's then no we were like yeah. like six weeks, it does like start getting mm-hmm. better. And then 12 weeks is like really a lot better. And again, this is speaking in general terms, understanding mm-hmm. that everyone experiences the postpartum differently and on a spectrum, and that anything that persists or is is like a postpartum mood disorder or postpartum depression like that's like out of the realm of that's out of the realm of this and understanding that if that was your experience then that is incredibly important to talk about too and we have episodes on that on post you know navigating that and what that looks like Um, but this is just in general terms for um, people not experiencing postpartum mood disorders mm-hmm. outside of baby blues, which is like the most common. Um, but it just, it changes so much. So if I could, you know, and, and we try and tell people, and again, it's not to invalidate it saying, okay, this is hard. Like you were saying, it does get better. And like, and then giving some tools to sort of navigate the now and not worry like that it's going to last forever. It's like, okay, let's just take the next four hours that we have in front of us and figure out what we're going to do. Not worry about the fact that this might last for another week or two or longer. Um, so I think that's, that's really important. Um, so, yeah. I know. And then, and you had, a uh, maybe you had alluded to this. Um, I can't remember if it was in this recording or something else that we've said, but even the aspect of, um, you can be going through something hard. Someone else could have it worse, but your hardness, your what you're going through is still valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've even reminded me of that at times, you know, and just our conversations about life and work and those type of things. So here's the fun part. You may have one season where you did really good and, and things felt good. And then you need someone else to come in and remind you, Hey, here's your power. Don't forget. You still have it. You know, Glenda, the good witch, you've got everything inside you. Yeah. So there's no so, end. There's, there's no, no end, game. end. It's that ebb and flow again, but it's, 
you can acknowledge that it's hard and you had um, the birth that you desired, your baby is healthy and strong and all the things that you wanted and it can still be hard. Yes. Right. And then someone else can be dealing with unimaginable aspects of things. And that Mm -hmm. is what they are going through there as well. So it's, it's, I remember that on a Brene Brown, one of her unlocking us like podcasts, I believe that she had as far as sometimes we're exposed so much more now to what people are going through in their lives. It's a good thing eh, sometimes, but it can also be overload and make you, it can make you feel a certain way. So Well, Um, it makes you feel invalidated or like that your experience isn't hard. And mm -hmm. I, and I've read this or heard it somewhere, but hard is hard, Mm -hmm. right? Hard is hard. Like you were saying, like my heart, like I could be going through this thing and it feels very hard to me. And then my friend might be going through something totally different, bigger, smaller, no one's measuring that, but it feels hard to them. Hard is hard. What I think happens in like the, with social media is being a, a negative, a downside is that everyone's sharing mm-hmm. hardships. Like you were saying, so you might be feeling something at home or inside, and then you're seeing all these hardships that other people are facing. So you're like, well, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. And while that might help you get through a hard moment, sure, like it's sort of like perspective, but it's also, it's going to eventually resurface if you don't mm-hmm. get to feel it how you want to feel. What, yeah. And the other thing too, I think as hard as people might put out like, on social media, like sharing something they're going through. And then people comment back about how theirs was harder or, mm-hmm. or sharing. Like, it's like, it's not like, we can't just let it's someone kind of have, yeah. or, you know, if someone's sharing about a hardship and people want to dismiss it, cause it's like, well, who are you to have that hardship? Your birth went perfectly. Mm-hmm. My birth went sideways. Like, nope, how you're go- what you're going through doesn't matter. Or, mm-hmm. you know, recovering from a cesarean versus recovering from a vaginal birth. Just cause you have vaginal birth doesn't mean there's not a recovery period and things that you have to deal with or you know one a singlet versus twins it's like well are you telling me every person that's ever had a single child by themselves didn't experience a hard time where of course if you have two the challenges might be harder but like we can't dismiss mm-hmm. people's experiences and mm-hmm. so you know if someone wants to share about something hard they're going through it's just like affirm and validate and don't compare they're not saying your heart isn't hard so I just want kind of want space to everyone to be able to because then I think it makes it hard for people to authentically share yes what they feel like is hard because they know there's always going to be someone else who has a harder experience mm-hmm. to come and take that away from them and no one wants to be rude or hurt anybody mm-hmm. um, you know I think this comes up with pregnancy loss mm-hmm. a lot with like someone who maybe miscarries at ten weeks versus someone who miscarries at full term not or mm-hmm. you know has stillbirth mm-hmm. you know i know loss is loss i know and so uh, again too it's it's tough to navigate because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're navigating those emotions and then sometimes there's that external <laughs> aspect of of navigating that but that's why i don't know i think it's an important conversation to have especially laying the groundwork during um pregnancy and to really use that groundwork during pregnancy to help with that postpartum, mm-hmm. managing those expectations. Yeah. Just giving yourself permission to feel more than one thing at a time mm-hmm. and know that it's fluid and to embrace the flow. Mm-hmm. I know. 
So I, I have these comics that I found. I was yes. going to share some of them. That Please do. In the research for this episode, the preparation, I was like, this feels like it could be shared. So it's from Mom Life Comics on Instagram. Okay. Um, and it's sort of like what people say <laughs> versus like how you might actually feel or what you could say instead of. Um, but it's the, you're going to miss this one day. Who hasn't heard that? Mm-hmm. As a new mom, especially, or a mom of littles, like you're going to miss yeah. this one day. It makes you and feel like, okay, that I'm not appreciating the fact that I'm a mother, like right, I can have right. a hard time. And yes. I think you could say it at every stage. Like you could say it when you're mm-hmm. pregnant. You could say it before you have kids. You mm-hmm. could say it to someone who's pregnant and then newly newborns and then toddlers and then teenagers. Like you're going to miss that early teenage years, like, of course, I'm going to miss it every stage. I will miss a little bit, but I'm also equally excited about the next stage, yeah. right? And it I don't shouldn't... need you to tell me. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> yeah, right? You tell me I'm going to miss it. Yes. What's her, her response? It says, you're never actually going to miss this moment. This moment is hell. Obviously, you'll miss other moments, but you already know that. <laughs> hmm Yep. There's a baby screaming. So, mm. oh, so I'm going to miss that. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. No, that doesn't mean like they don't miss that time for if they have kids like they. Yes. Right. I missed the newborn stage. I loved a little Mm -hmm. snuggy buggy who just stayed right on top of my chest. Like, Mm -hmm. but I love the stage we're at now. Like, Uh like nine and six. Like, it's so fun. Yes. Um, Okay. So this is fun too. sleep when the baby sleeps. I have to catch myself. I still say this sometimes because I, I really know how important it is for moms to rest. Yes, I know. Um, it's it's a it's a fine line. Yeah, yeah. Well, she says you'll be surprised by how little sleep you can get. Um, oh, you, you you'll be surprised by, by how little sleep you can actually get by on. It's not okay, but you can do it, and you will sleep again eventually. <laughs> You will sleep again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and that's honest. Like, you know, had someone said like, obviously sleep when you can, but you can get by on little sleep mm-hmm. and it, this too shall pass. Like, isn't that a nice thing to say instead of just sleep in the baby sleeps? Like, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. So many people struggle with that. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's okay if you don't sleep every time the baby sleeps. Try. Rest I was going to so say, important. is there a good nap? Hey, did we get a good sleep here? Try yeah. this, but not the, yeah, no. Yeah. Sleep in the baby sleeps. Um, they're only young once, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is sort of in that same thing that I just said. Every mm-hmm. age and stage is both wonderful and terribly hard in its own way. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, so I've got a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. And so, but I see so many babies in the office and then kids of all ages. And it's really fun because um, I just... I just laugh. <laughs> I just laugh. It just makes me so happy because I know what stage they're in. And I'm like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is great. You know, like it's just, it will go and it is tough, but like you will look back and be like, oh my, that was, that was intense. It is just neat to see those, those different stages and to be, I guess, be on the flip side. I don't know how you feel about it too, of being on a little bit of the flip side of like, well, the flip side of littles, but like uh-huh. the next one I was going to share is it says little kids, uh-huh. little problems, big kids, big problems. And that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Like it little or big, there can be big and little problems on all sides. And so like, 
while I, when I see people with toddlers and they're struggling with the, the struggles of toddlerhood, I empathize because I'm like, I've been there. That's mm-hmm. so hard. I don't necessarily miss like the toddler tantrums mm-hmm. at all, but I'm now faced with different, different struggles and different mm-hmm. problems than a two or three year old throwing themselves in the middle of the road because they don't want to hold my hand to safely cross the road. Not that that's ever happened exactly. to me and yeah, scolded no. in my burned in my Not memory. That I yeah have had children lay in the middle of Target. Like no, I may have taken a picture. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yes. that that's hard oh yeah. my gosh and then when I see that happening I'm just my heart I'm like mm-hmm. I feel you I see you I've been there this too shall pass but that doesn't mean I'm not like oh well that's all that's their only problem now I have mm-hmm. older kids I have bigger problems it's like no like we all have challenges at different ages mm-hmm. and they all bring you know my sister's head and there's big and small in kids. each of those yeah age levels yeah yeah there's shouldn't there's no dismissing due to age i mean i mm-hmm. do and i don't think it gets necessarily easier as they get older that's like speaking to the i don't necessarily miss toddlerhood but like we have challenges at the ages where my kids are at now like, yeah i like her response though because she says all problems feel big when you're navigating them for the first time Yes. And I think that's the big part. It's like, okay, I may have an older kid and we may not be dealing with something there, but I don't know. I've never dealt with this problem before. Mm-hmm. This is the new, this is my new stage of mm-hmm. parenthood and motherhood. So I'm dealing with this for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, like no one tells you what it'll feel like when your six-year-old looks you straight in the face and lies. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah. That feels hard. And then you figure it out. <laughs> Uh, um, and another one that in, is going to inspire a future episode is the mm-hmm. enjoy every minute. Really? Yeah. Did you enjoy every minute, Mm-mm. Miss? Nope. In fact, I had a moment already today <laughs> that I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. So it's okay if you don't enjoy every minute. Period. Full I still stop. love them. Things are yep. still amazing and great. You know, like it's, it's, they're both there. <laughs> like I would never, oh, never say never, right? Cause I'm sure I've said it, but telling someone to enjoy every minute, especially if they're going through a hardship yeah. is so dismissive and invalidating. So like mm-hmm. you can say things like been there, hopefully it passes soon for you or just don't say and sometimes too and i think i even wrote this in our file like like this too shall pass it sometimes in certain situations can also be dismissive too it's you know it's it's almost like reading the room reading the situation Mm -hmm. you know and and looking at uh the bigness the smallness of it you know and those yeah things i think even if i know it will pass i try to focus on the like this sucks now mm-hmm. and that's all that matters see you i see you i've been there it sucks period mm-hmm. sometimes just being seen in a hard time instead of trying to fix it and we talk about this a lot with our clients who are like later on in pregnancy like trying mm-hmm. to remind them that it is a finite amount of time like it it legit will end that doesn't mean it's going to be easier once it's over but the thing you're right. experiencing now does come to an end but still being careful around that because you, again we're always looking to validate a firm you know, give tools when they're, and that's, it doesn't necessarily have to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about when you're dealing with a screaming toddler, you don't need someone to come tell you what Mm -hmm. to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You just need someone to hold some space and be like, I've been there. You're Mm -hmm. doing great. Mm -hmm. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I love this conversation. I felt like when this came up, I felt like it could go a number of directions. And I feel like as, you know, we both have kids similar in age and, you know, both in birth work, it feels like it can go in a lot of directions and apply to a lot of situations and just want people to, you know, try and think about how they can use this in their conversations with family and friends and themselves. Exactly. I like what you had because you had your thoughts here too in our outline and it was the ones that you had put as I like the ones that you had listed because it talks about being open to two or more things, you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. but you had like hard and rewarding, mm-hmm. painful and beautiful, exhausting and blissful, painful and purposeful, and then frustrating and fun. And I think what's really cool is that, that you know, the opposite of painful isn't necessarily beautiful, but that it's, it is on a different spectrum. So it's not like it has to be these two truths of like, it's the complete opposite of both. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's, this is over here a little bit. This is mm-hmm. back here, but, but it's, it's still the same oppositeness feeling of it. So yeah. I think those well, were really pretty ones that you had. Well, and painful for. and purposeful is a mm-hmm. fun one because that's birth, mm-hmm. right? Like we talk about this a lot with how pain works, like the mm-hmm. function of pain in labor. And it is purposeful Mm -hmm. um and so people use all kinds of different words instead of pain some people say surges intense sensations Mm -hmm. um but that pain is necessary it's an important it drives kind of how you move and breathe Mm -hmm. and you know what you do during labor if you're unmedicated and it's not like stub your toe pain or break your arm pain right it's it's Mm -hmm. your body is quite literally expanding and opening and so flipping the script on pain especially when we're talking about childbirth um it it is purposeful it's bringing your baby into the world and like also when you train for any sort of big big um event challenge Mm -hmm. race when you're putting your body through significant pain but it's for a purpose it's Mm -hmm. to get stronger it's to be able to run longer it's to climb a bigger mountain like people who Mm -hmm. train you know we try and draw that parallel too like if you've ever done anything physically you're putting yourself in pain and it's all for a greater purpose Mm -hmm. it's not pain that's like makes you stop it's pain that actually releases more endorphins that helps you keep going you know Mm -hmm. so when you see pain as purposeful it's kind of like i know that was my favorite one on your on your list there i like that one yeah yay oh friend this was fun um let's see i hope you listening and potentially watching have uh, liked the episode, liked everything that we talked about. We have so many episodes um, up. We have so many topics that we've, that we talk about all kinds of birth things. This one was fun because there's lots of motherhood stuff, but be sure to follow us on Instagram. We're at aligned underscore birth. We try to post there and share all kinds of fun little graphics. And then um, yeah, listen to the show, subscribe, Leave reviews, ratings, anything um, that you feel comfortable with leaving and sharing. And then, as always, if you find this beneficial and you want to share it with a loved one, friend, somebody that needs to hear it, we would appreciate that. And stay tuned next week for another uh, new episode.
Thanks for listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowerment. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.